Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get this week going of episode 60, which means it's season two, episode 20. Number 60, Otto Graham, one of the greatest football players ever, and he was born in Waukegan, Illinois, went to Northwestern, great college player, great um, NFL player, played his whole career with the Cleveland Browns, Otto Graham, number 60. Okay, today's coffee review will be for Brunch Cafe in Fox River Grove, Illinois. Excellent, excellent coffee. Very good, very strong. Went well with the bacon and uh, the French toast I had. And also the waitress, again, came by, did the complete rotation, six cups at least, because we had to wait for uh, Rachel to get there. So we got there early. Pam and I and uh, the waitress set us up with our black coffee and uh, just kept coming around till we finally left. So uh, highly recommend it. Brunch Cafe in... Facts, River Grove, Illinois. Okay, the movie this week is a TV from an Alfred Hitchcock episode, one of my favorite ones. We used to watch it growing up. It's where this crook and his buddy rob a bank. One of them end up in the hospital. They send a nurse in. He gets to know the nurse, and she develops a plan to get the hospital. She uh, drugs the coffee, puts the uh, sleeping pills or whatever in the coffee to get the guard asleep so she can get the guy, guy out. So to make a long story short, he doesn't realize that she's an undercover cop. At the end, they want to kill her. And the guy's like, you know what, Nursey, why don't you go back, take some of that drug coffee, that special coffee you made, you know, and they'll, this way you'll get off the hook and everything. Well, he doesn't realize, again, she's an undercover cop and the other cops are waiting for her to leave the building and they're all waiting for him downstairs. Great episode. Colleen Dewhurst, a very, very good actress. And you know what she was in later? One of my favorite movies, When a Stranger Calls. It's where the babysitter, Carol Kane, from The Longest Yard is there. And the phone keeps ringing. And the guy keeps saying, have you checked the children? Colleen Dewhurst is in that movie. It's The guy tries attacking her to kill herself. Well, it used to be a running joke with me and my brothers. Have you checked? The Children. Very good movie. Charles Durning is the cop. Uh, when a Stranger Calls. They tried to do a remake. It wasn't that good. But uh, here's the Alfred Hitchcock clip. Why would I talk? That's right. And we're not staying here anyway. So let her go. Besides, Nursie did me a favor. Then you, Nursie. Now, if you're smart, you'll hustle back to that hospital and take some of that spiked coffee yourself. That way it'll look like an outside job. You won't get caught. I'm listening to radio driving, and I'm hearing a song called by Joe Jackson. Is she really going out with him? And in it, at the beginning, he says he's staring out his window 
watching all the pretty girls go by as his coffee goes cold. And then he spots his ex-girlfriend going out with some guy. That's why he's saying to himself, is she really going out with him? Is she going to take him home tonight? Great song. Pretty women at walking with gorillas down my street. From my window, I'm staring while my coffee goes cold. Look over there. There, there's a lady that I used to know. And the other Joe Jackson song is Stepping Out. I have the uh, 12 inch version of it, the extended version of it. It's really good. A great song, Stepping Out. But here's a little taste Stepping Out. All right, let's uh, get into 1971. And it's the first, I, I have to bring this up because it changed my life. First time we ever went into Calumet Park, which I know I mentioned it a lot. I still remember the first time we went to Calumet Park, it was me. I think Red was there, John Van Dyke and Pete. Pete was uh, going out with Debbie Smith. We were freshmen in uh, high school. She told him to come over uh, Saturday afternoon over at that house. In Calumet Park. We're like, well, where the hell is that? Because we had never been on the other side of Halstead. We'd been to Dressel's on 123rd in Halstead, and we'd been to the bowling alley on 124th in Halstead, you know, and then walking into Cal Park is, I know I've used this before, but it was like the beginning of Wizard of Oz, where it's all black and white, and then all of a sudden you cross Halstead, and boom, it's all color, okay? Everything is bright, and we walk over there, and uh, Debbie's at her two her friend's house who were twins, Dawn and Denise. Okay, Dawn and Denise, I think their last name was Woods. We went over there and they lived on, I believe it was 124th, maybe in Laughlin, but it was off 124th. So we went there and uh, we hung out there for on a Saturday. It was kind of cold out. We hung out there. It was great. And I, I again, I remember that. And we were walking there and um, I had my radio on. And the one song that always brings me back to that day is a song by Bullet called White Lies, Blue Eyes. What a great song, a great one-hit wonder. Whenever I hear that song, I have it on my phone, of course. I'll play it every once in a while. It just takes me back to that day. Pito is not going out with Debbie Smith. We don't go to Cal Park because later we started hanging out in Cal Park. We would go there and we, as we got to know people there, we started like with Michael Martin and Rich uh, Kane, we started going there and hanging out. And then we would play against Cal Park guys in either basketball or baseball. We had great games, softball. And Rich was dating uh, Linda. And uh, who lived right across the street from a Baroque school. And then I ran into Debbie Smith later at the carnival, probably about three or four years later, about 127th. And I'm traveling carnivals with the people that you don't trust. Uh, nothing bad against them, but, you know, the statistics. It was uh, 
I ran into her. Yeah, many years, well, four years later. It was really cool talking to her. And, you know, you stand there and you're acting like you're old and you're talking about the old days when you're a freshman in high school and you're a senior in high school. Then when you're talking to her, it's like the glory days from being a freshman in high school. It was kind of cool. And then Debbie Smith, she had the same. We went to West Pullman High School, which was a branch of Fanger. They had the old wooden desk. You would carve your name in there, write it with ink. So I would put Beaver on there and this and that. And then she would, we would write notes back and forth to each other, you know, and uh, she was great. A, a nice, nice girl, nice, nice person. Again, if it wasn't for Debbie Smith, I would have never discovered Calumet Park, which to me affected my life immensely. And then the Cal Park Rec Center opened up in April 23rd, 1972. That was another thing. And it was Red and I going there and uh, watching them put that floor together. And one time we went there with Michael Martin, it was like watching him put together a puzzle, you know, and just making it. And the court still looks the same. We went there, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and that, that court is immaculate. But everything happened at that Kelp Park Rec Center. Calumet Park changed my life. I play cards with uh, every once in a while when I show up out there with some of the guys from Kelp Park that uh, we became friends, good friends. So uh, this is my tribute to Calumet Park. They had a pool also. I couldn't swim, but I used to hang out there. You know, I would walk around. Well, during the summer days, I'd go over and I'd stand out on the outside of the pole because I couldn't get a pass, of course. I didn't live in Calumet Park. So I'd go on the outside, stand on the outside, and then the girls would come by to talk to me, you know, in their bikinis and bathing suits. So that was kind of exciting. They would always wonder why I was sweating. And I think it was because, well, because they were in their bikinis. <laughs> so, which was kind of exciting. So... I had to do this because I think about it a lot lately. And when everybody moved out, when Pedo moved out and everybody moved out, that's where I would go to get out of the neighborhood. I would walk up 123rd, 124th, get into Calumet Park and uh, engage with people while, when I was out there. So, And I met a lot of great people. And it was a, a game changer for me that day that uh, Debbie Smith invited uh, her boyfriend, Pedo, to uh, Calumet Park. That's it. Hopefully you've been going on Instagram to watching my videos of Babu, the dog I walk every day. He's great. Put some good songs on there. Too Hot, Cool in the Gang, um, Producer. What was my first one that I put on there? Come on. Oh, In the Rain by the Dramatics. Yikes. Then I tried one with another dog. I walked Kaya, and uh, I used Hot Fun in the Summertime by uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Great song. Didn't get as many views for her. We'll try her again. But Babu is uh, becoming a hit, and uh, I told his owner I'm going to make him into the next Lassie. Next week begins our summer fun for July. We're going to do a, like, let's call it a small tribute to Casey Kasem, who used to do America's Top 40. And little known fact, I don't know how many people know this, but the very first American Top 40 with Casey Kasem was my favorite year of music and life, 1970. Um, was on 4th of July. Uh, we'll do a little thing with that because, again, we'll use these songs from that summer to uh, talk about. That's it for tonight. And join us on Instagram to look at them great, great videos on there. And that's it. Take care. Instagram, which is at Mary B's Fifth Son, M-A-R-Y-B-S, number five, T-H-S-O-N. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email which is Mary BS5 
S-O-N at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. That was good. I love Kelp Park. It was so such a big change from West Pullman. Once, once everybody moved out, you know, West Pullman Park did not. That was very vibrant. I know I say it all the time. But once everybody moved out, there was nothing to do. So I'd go into Kelp Park for everything else to do. So, again, all my friends, best man at my wedding, Mike, that was uh, – you know, I play cards with him when I do show up out there, but uh, he's from Cal Park. So they're all, uh, it was, it was a fun to get away and a lot of nice, great people I met. And that includes adults at that time too. So. How, um, how long was the walk over there or the bus ride? No, it wasn't a bus ride. It was just walking from 123rd to normal, cross Halstead, which was probably about six blocks. And then you start walking. You know, I'd go. Oh, well, it took you like half an hour. Nah, back then I was walking fast, probably 15, 20 minutes. Well, that's not bad. I walk that all no. the time now. No, and back then I would walk pretty good. I would walk fast, so I'd get out there and uh, don't forget I had my orange gym shoes, so I'd move. I think the the only time I walked slow is when me and Michael Martin were wearing our sandals, <laughs> our Jesus, our Jesus shoes at night. What a night, but yeah, I think that's the only time I walked real slow to get to uh, Cal Park, but it was, you know, and then I'd go from black to black. It would depend on, I would zigzag up like different blocks uh, to see who was out. I would start at 123rd and work, work my way up to, let's say I would go to, let's call it Racine, go up Racine for three blocks. Nobody's out on their porch. Go to the next block, May, I think. Go to the next block, next block, next block, Troop Street. Um, so, yeah, I would find people all around. So I would just, once I got across 120, once I got across Halstead, the first couple of blocks, no one lived on there. But then Carpenter, you had all these different different uh, streets there. One day I'll actually go through all the all the people that used to live on the different blocks. Oh, yeah, and all your, like, your hangout hips? I would still remember, I can still remember the blocks that they lived on. I still, I still know that again, I can't remember what I did two hours ago. <laughs> remember 50 years ago. Yeah. So it was very, <coughs> very fun. Very exciting. So many nights slept out on the porch because I enjoyed the company in Cal Park, but you know, getting home after one thirty, you know, and I never stayed out that late on a school night. Okay, like my senior year, not during the school night, you know, and because uh, of course back then too you had curfew. Okay. Okay. 
10.30. And I think at 10 o'clock, it would be like, boom, boom, boom. Parents, do you know where your children are at? They used to do an announcement on the news. Yeah. It, it would either come out of either 10 or 10.30. 10.30 was curfew. If cops caught you, they'd either take you home, you know, or tell you to get your ass home. You can get a ticket and everything. Yeah. Twice. One time, my brother Jerry went out looking for me, and he got written up. <laughs> He was looking for me in West Pullman Park. It was only through the alley, and I still was late. And uh, the cop caught both of us, and he was kind of mad because he got the uh, uh, what you might call it, the curfew ticket. Yeah, back then they used to have like enforce the actual rules. Okay, now it's like, oh, don't or we'll do this, and they don't do it. So, but back then you knew that if you were out on the street, the cops would stop you. Not all the time, but they would stop you. How old are you? Where are you going? Do you live close? This and that. Yeah. So, That's been a crazy time you lived in there. It was. It was, but you know, that taught you rules. Okay. Responsibility. That, right. Yeah, responsibility. Right. That taught you how to how to act. You know, that's why I wouldn't change my first five years of grammar school. We're at St. Barbara's with the nuns. I wouldn't change that for the world. Same with AT&T for uh first nine years. I taught you discipline on showing up on time. Okay. Your, your break was 15 minutes and they'd have this clock in the lunchroom that you had one minute. It would be like, boom, boom, boom. You know, and then you'd have to get, it would go off every four, every quarter to get, you had one minute to get from the break room to your desk. And if you were late, they'd mark you late. Okay. You'd be there all morning. And if you were late in your afternoon shift by 10 seconds, they'd mark you late. So that that taught that St. Barbara's with the nuns and um, um, AT&T operator services that taught you how to be at work on time, how to do your job, everything. Very disciplined. And I wouldn't change that for anything. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Wouldn't have missed loving.